Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Okay. I'll wait. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. And I'm here with Joel, who's in Virginia. Hey. And we were, I was just discussing with Joel, someone from Washington, Virginia, on the other side of the Blue Ridge Mountains. You said the NSA. The NSA is in Fort Meade, National Security Agency. Their headquarters (laughs) is in Fort Meade. The NSA can show up as being anywhere. I know, but I don't... Well, I I wouldn't put them in Virginia or uh, D.C. or Maryland if I wanted to be surreptitious. I would put it in some place like California or Florida or Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't go with Washington, Virginia. That's kind of like, you know, if if... I mean, there's really nothing to monitor. I don't have any plans to do anything. Uh, I mean, you and I yeah. are, are we're planning to overthrow the government. I guess we're not supposed to say those are the words you're looking for, overthrow the government. And and that's a key word. Key word. Key word. Yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah. And that you just lit uh, up uh, half of uh, D.C. You're in your bunker right now. You're in the basement. They don't let you. They don't let you out of the basement. If you came out of the basement, I wouldn't be surprised. Is it a nice day today? Um, it's not a bad day. It's a. Uh, it's a little cloudy. It's a little cool. Oh, it's cold. Okay, I'm going outdoors. Okay, yeah, I'm going outdoors. <laughs> How about near a window or something <laughs> like that instead of the basement? Yeah, not near a window. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can I can try and get a little little closer to a window, but. You know, um, closer to the so you're not yeah, underground. Is, when people make cell phone calls from basements, like be, yeah. Well, they're gonna, hey, listen. If they're going to kill, if the government's going to come after you with a drone, right? Yeah, your signal's getting yeah. out, so there's enough signal for them to send a drone your way. So you might as well just send a clear signal. They're going to get you no matter what. It's not <laughs> like. Those are comforting thoughts, Jim. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's why I'm here for you. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, today, uh, oh, I just discovered something new yesterday that if we ever want to add Jack to, we could do two people on, uh, we could do uh, probably two or three on the phone call. 
Oh, cool. You know, I'll let I, mean, know. I can add three, two, two three or three, three people. Pardon? Yeah, I'll let him know. See what he thinks. Well, that's no. I just didn't want him to think we were ignoring him and stuff like this. So, uh, it's been. It's already. It's uh, April twenty seventh, and uh, we've had. Uh, it's been well over a month, and I guess everyone in the United States and the rest of the world actually has been dealing with, uh, well, I guess the rest of the developed world um, has been dealing with this. And it seems like uh, we, we did start talking about new habits, right? Mm-hmm. You know, d- new yeah. behaviors. We're saying how things change people's personal behaviors and, and staying home. I mean, we're... Um, a couple hundred years ago, it wasn't unusual, but people were near their house or working in a field and they weren't, you know, commuting and stuff like that. They were pretty, unless they were one of those whalers that would go off for six months at a time to get whale oil and, and shit like that. But um, yeah. we're, um, there's, we're starting to get data, uh, data in on what actually is happening. And the national, then this is one thing I read that uh, this earlier in the month, the the National Restaurant Association, the more benign NRA, you know, uh, I don't know benign. It could be considering it all the heart disease that could be, you know, that could be created by the uh, Outback Steakhouse Bloomin' Onion, uh, but. <laughs> They're saying in the next three months, okay, there's five to seven million, in, uh, five to seven uh, million people in the restaurant industry are, are unemployed right now. Uh, and in the next three months, yeah. from the beginning of April to uh, the beginning of July, the restaurant industry will see $225 billion loss. Um, and that there's two thirds of the restaurants in the United States are independent. And they're suggesting that 50% of those uh, may not reopen. So that's a full, if you do the math, about one-third. The estimation is one-third of all restaurants are closed down. It's kind of eerie considering I'm in the, uh, I feel like a, uh, a an employee of, uh, let's say, a Zeppelin company, let's say the Hindenburg lines and airplanes are starting to come around, but it's happening even quicker Yeah. or Western union Yeah. and if telephone is starting right. to come out, just uh, how quickly things are changing that way. I think uh, there was a, a very interesting thing along the lines or the timeline because of this, pandemic has compressed uh, the economic radical economic changes in our society right mm-hmm. so business yeah. is closing retail yeah. retail uh, restaurants and and things like that I'm going to talk about we're going to eventually I want to talk to you about one that has actually seen an increase and uh, you probably can guess what that is but this one right now um, the um, you could think about pay phones. Uh, there's a f- gentleman that used to come in 
to uh, a couple months ago, a guy's rather uh, conservative. We used to have debates on the current administration. He was a businessman. And I am not, but I do know business. Just because I'm not a businessman. And, but his big thing is that he had, um, he owned a couple restaurants. Um, a couple chain restaurants. Or um, mm-hmm. what do you call those? Um, franchise. Franchises, restaurants. But right. he right. he right. also had a bunch of pay phones. pay phones. He used to have a pay phone business. And he used to like make a lot of money from pay phones. Just think of pay phones. And uh, it, it, this may not yeah. resonate. This this won't resonate with people that are under 30. Because a pay phone was ubiquitous in, in our culture. The phone booth. Matter of fact, the greatest yeah. superhero uh, in America you know, thing Superman, that was his thing, going into a phone booth and changing, you know. Even though it was a glass phone booth, he changed yeah. so quick, people wouldn't even see him change. Why would, why, I never really understood that. If you're going to a glass, why is he going into a glass booth to change? Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could yeah, I mean, I could give some uh, psychological uh, No, but I mean, if you're, if you're changing in a glass bo- booth, you're not really hot trying to obscure people's vision yeah. or plexiglass booth, actually more yeah. like a plastic. Um, yeah. What? He's a, yeah, he's I mean, he changes so quick. He, really, he goes in, changes, it comes out. I think the phone booths he originally changed in weren't glass. You know, it was only like the 1970s, uh-huh. 1980s Superman, you know, and the, the, the old, you know, the old serial movies they had, the, the old Superman, George Reeves and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, they came out. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a TV show or a movie, one of those ones that they just showed before the movies. They it was had, the, you know, it was, short film. It was, the, it was the heyday of phone books. Yeah, and it would just jump into a closet, jump, yeah. hop out of the closet, you know, go in, dress like yeah. Clark Kent, and come out as Superman. But here I'm digressing on the phone booths. And phone booths, um, yeah. you know, it was a nickel and then a dime and then a quarter. And the last time I think I recall when they were at was making a local phone call was, so geez, that's when the cell phones were, uh, people were, uh, cell phones were making an impact around 50, 50 cents. But this guy mm-hmm. said he used to make hundreds of dollars a month. From phone booths. So individual phone booths, his businesses, the phone booths at his business would make hundreds of dollars a month. Just think of that. Yeah, I think business, entrepreneurial stuff is sort of really being able to gaze at something and say, you know, um, this is going to be it. Not just yet. Well, I mean, well, well, it was in the 80s when the, the bag phone and all those things started coming out, those big um, cell phones that looked like World War II radios. Yeah. And then the yeah, 90s, yeah, yeah. The, the ba- more more the same. And it was more of the, um, you know, the elite carrying phones 
in their cars in the bag and we call it a, a phone in the bag where you plug it in to the cigarette lighter and then the yeah. late 90s you know everyone uh, you started seeing the traditions of uh, the 90s more people started getting beepers I mean first drug dealers and guys sneaking out on their girlfriends and stuff like that the beeper was uh, a doctor did you ever have a beeper back in the 80s no, I never. I never was a beeper guy. Did you have a phone service? No, I just. I was. I really had my my own little private practice, and so I just. You know, I had a. You know, I had a voicemail. Answer machine. Okay. Okay. But okay. Well, when beeper started coming out, and then. They started bleeding out to him. People thought, wow, this is great. Everyone has a beeper. You get to see a call. You can send a message. You can send a, everyone has a code. They can send the kind of message they're going to do, send. And then the cell phones started popping out. And then if you had it, it was still the, in the realm of the well-to-do and people still needed pay phones. And I'm not going to go over the psychological yeah. effect of everyone, but once the penetration made it to like, uh, more than you know the early i remember in the mid uh 2007 2008 2009 that's when phone booths started disappearing 2007 you still had a bunch of people without cell phones and stuff like that and there's still people out there that don't have a cell phone there's still people they just can't make they can't make phone calls oh, yeah. around uh i mean there could i mean are there still i haven't seen I guess in places where there's difficult reception in airports and things like that, they still have it. And and you can see how people started making that transition. It's when you have an incomplete understanding of what's going on, the change. And they started saying, well, phone booths are going, but people need to get access to their data. So what they started doing is putting kind of like Internet access onto the payphone thing, right? But that was mm. such, and they jacked up the price some, and they did that, you know, did all this stuff to make it, you know, when the phone, I think in the 80s, they were starting to figure out, you know, like phone cards and stuff, to, so people could make long distance phone calls and things like, try to get as much money and revenue out of that phone thing. And then you had the cell phones, and then right. as, a, as, as a revenue generating thing you see the first plans that came out it, it was hundreds of dollars a month for a cell phone now it's you could get one for as little as twenty dollars a month uh maybe even some of you even less but uh the the more access and the more penetration and mark that 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 pay phone is gone and now when you run out you're in a store and stuff like that you're gonna need to make a phone call I mean, people people may say out there, there's still probably existing payphones out there, but hardwired. And I remember a couple of years ago when you say to someone, they go, I, they don't even have, some people don't even have, a lot of people don't even have a, a hardwired cell phones in their house. I mean, hardwired phones, landlines. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone. That's gone by the wayside because you're paying, you're paying for it. Everyone wants, you got yeah. one number. How are you gonna? You want to give people two numbers? Well, this is my home phone, and they still have it. They still have online when you have to fill out information or anything like that with someone. They actually give you a home number and your cell number. You go, my cell number is my home number. Who did you know? So yeah, these, they, they, yeah, 
but they had time if no, you were a wise you person. I, if you I had, if you had, anybody, if you had pay phones. Anybody on? What? Yeah, what? no. Anybody under thirty? You're saying before. Well, anybody under thirty, you don't have a landline. Yeah, they just don't. I, I said that to someone. Uh, my my ex wife said that to the AT and T representative one time back in two thousand and one, two thousand two. And he said, well, maybe we'll just go with a yeah. cell phone. And they laughed. They laughed at us. And, you know, look, who's laughing yeah. now? Um, but they had time. People, I'm sure you have time when it's happening over the course of years, just like what, when people started seeing the pay phone revenues dropping off and the landline revenues dropping off and, uh, you know, drive-in movie theaters, uh V VHS uh, videotape rentals and then DVD rentals, right? DVD. I mean, who? It's it's shorter and shorter. You you thought, well, uh, Blockbuster's gone, right? Because yeah. you'd go into a Blockbuster video place, and they had all these VHS tapes. And then they switch over to DVDs. And then if you look at it, a DVD, like that machine, in the machine they have in the mall, the red box, they have in the stores and stuff like that. And yeah. it's still, still around for right. people, even though it's probably generating, gosh, one-fifth of what it did at its heyday, maybe. I'm just picking that number off the top of my head. But that's it. It's, 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 it's on the other side of that. People don't even have DVD players anymore because they stream. You know, if you have internet access, you're streaming no, movies and stuff like that. And they could, well, when the Red Box came out, they said, well, we could put thousands of movies in, thousands of movies in this box. It's a big box, you know, two and a half feet deep yeah. or three feet deep yeah. or whatever yeah. you want. Three feet wide. You could put thousands of pounds, thousands of movies in there. And, that's pretty much the size of what a, how many movies they'd have in a blockbuster, right? Yeah, but and they have them all lined the up. Interesting movies. Well, yeah, and they just come you know, in and put. The, that's the question. Once you once you start, uh, just like with restaurants, with um, you know, with uh, um, you know, mom and pa yeah. restaurants, let's say. Um, they're going to get it wiped out. And so it's going to be... Well, I mean, that happened. This, this thing happened state. over... This thing and, happened overnight. The only thing that equated is is after 9-11 with the airline industry that affected it. Um, it didn't affect it as a slowdown. It just um, changed its operations. How, how, how people get on the plane. And and how what security procedures they go through now, but this restaurant thing, what this I'm restaurant trying, thing sorry, happened. What in I'm one trying month. to say, what? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is that um, you start getting corporations involved, mm-hmm. and you know Netflix, um, any other streaming service, and a lot of them don't have, let's say, the best movies. For somebody like me, anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't consider myself an elitist, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't watch all the Avengers movies, you know. And you go to the Cineplex anymore, and uh, you know, most of it's 
um, pitch toward lowest common denominator. I guess, you know, I'm one of those guys who used to go to the, and I still do, the art houses, you know, the art movie houses. Uh, but you can't find those very easily on uh, streaming. So, I, but it's, you know, it may well you, be contributing to the You can't get, the you can't get them America. for free. You can't get them for free, but they are available. Almost everything now. I'm talking, I'm, I used to go to the, um, maybe not as much as you, but I used to go to one called the, um, in Philadelphia, there was a chain of, uh, and they could have been in other uh, cities, called the Ritz Movie Theater. And uh, the Ritz yeah. always had those art house films. You know, Into Thin Air, uh, The King of Hearts, Amelie, all those uh, the foreign yeah. films and, and uh not for wide yeah. release movies. Well, you go on, you go on your smart yeah. TV and you check it, and they'll show all the services that it's available on, and how you can buy it. Like I haven't seen the move, the um, um, the documentary, the Civil War by Ken Burns, in a long time. And I said, well, I bet yeah. it's available, and it was available, but it's very expensive. Holy crap! They were talking, there's, yeah. I think there was, I think there was at least 10 episodes to it, the Civil War. And it was, um, over it was over $100. It was over $100 to buy. Yeah, but it was on, originally on HBO? No, no, it was on, uh, on it was on public television. That's where it was. What? PBS, PBS. Yeah, PBS. Yeah. PBS, yeah, yeah, um, it was it was great, um, but you, it, yeah. it, it, the restaurant industry was hit flat-footed with this. No idea, no idea, out of the blue, that this thing could happen. That we would get a um, the uniqueness of this, and let me put it in perspective. When you have a flu, let's say if there was a bad bad flu, and it would just go through us, right? Yeah. And that was it. But it's this, it's the coronavirus. Now they're starting to find out that it's not going to go away. It could come back, come back, come back, and come back. And it's going to always, so so we could, if it disappears in an area and we choose to live like we did before, and I mean, some people... Uh, Sweden is doing a little different. Sweden isn't really doing a lot of this stuff that we're doing. You know this at? Do you ever hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweden is uh, doing so practicing social distance, no uh, stay-at-home orders, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but it's a different, less densely populated country. So, um, we'll, we'll see how go. that. Yeah, and just see how that yeah. works. But the 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 idea that well, Alex, you know, there was a Alex, time that there was a time that you could see a trend has disappeared because this hit us overnight. Yes. Yeah, no, I was gonna say the uh uh we're finding out that we live in a little bird that's near Malaga in Spain. And our little bird is called Benelbogna. 
and there have been less than 10 cases of coronavirus there. 10 cases total? It's been hit pretty hard. Uh huh. Hmm? How big, how many people live yeah. in that town? Little so, Modna? Uh, I don't know. It's, um, there are three parts of the town there's the beach, and then further up the hill if you will, is the uh, commercial district. And then up on the mountain is uh, what they call Pueblo, which is one of the Spanish white towns, those little white towns. So, I don't know, multiple thousands of people, but um, not, you know, not the concentration, not the, um, it's not the party town that Malaga is. Yeah, it's certainly not, not as populated as Madrid. Yeah. It, exactly, Madrid, um, or um, uh, what's the other one? Barcelona, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that may be good for us as far as getting back there. Oh, you're still, and, are you are you looking to that now? To, well, you know, keep track of it. They keep saying what they're going to do, and then. They keep saying what they're going to do again. Uh-huh. So as of right now, things could start opening uh, gradually from May into June. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh, some room for us to sneak back in then. Oh. So we'll have to see. Okay. Well, you could Play do brain. kind of like a reverse. Uh, yeah. What was that? Uh, when they're trying to sneak out of Spain. Oh, sneaking into Spain during... Uh, the Great Escape. Yeah. Well, we, uh, it, was, right. it was James Coburn that was sneaking into Spain. Okay, we're going to get into this section. You all, we say the restaurant industry was hit flat-footed. Now, how would they know? But the one thing aspect of the service industry and the small part that it provided, liquor. Liquor. Liquor sales are... Yeah. Are have increased, and they're saying, and and this is sales of spirits on the first week of the mass shutdowns and stuff. Spirits, the, I'm going to give you some statistics. Now listen to this. It's it's kind of it's yeah. intuitive. You can figure this out. Uh, liquor went up 50 percent. The liquor sales. The largest increase was in. The 1.75 liter bottles, and the smallest increase yeah. was in the 3.375 bottles, well, or the 350 uh, 375 milliliter bottles. Yeah, which like, half, yeah, half a liter, like a pint, whatever, like yeah. the pint thing. Yeah, one third. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? What you see people but purchasing was. The, they were getting their liquor for the long hauls. I don't even me. And and the the really strange things is the largest increases was in economy and budget brands out out selling the premium liquors two to one. Sure, two to one yeah. because people were they weren't making money, so they went. And then we have a breakdown of liquors um, prior to the outbreak. Tequila, 
tequila uh, consumption, these are numbers in the United States, has been going up in the United States. And tequila sales went up 75%, followed closely by gin. And uh, wine sales went up 66%. Beer went up 42%. Canned cocktails went up 93%. I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know why people would buy canned cocktails. That would be like vodka cranberry and things like that because people just can't realize how to make some vodka and cranberry. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can make so much. Yeah. But – you know, you hear jokes about people saying Corona uh, beer going down and stuff. Corona yeah. sales, out of all beers, Corona went up the most. Oh, I'm sure. Corona went up the increase in sales. On, on, uh, online sales went up 250%. And yeah. um, the sales of the online orders and wine orders for one particular company, this one called Wink, it's an online consumer wine club, went up almost 600%. 600%. So six times. And yeah. online orders are speculating that online orders went up. Uh, the, the size of the orders yeah. went up 20%. So you have the increase. Yeah. Yeah. You have a commensurate. You have this drastic increase in sales, right? And then you have yeah. a twenty percent increase in the size of the orders. Okay, so if your business went up three three times, and then twenty percent of, I mean, it's incredible. So I imagine the in-house buying is the same. So this offset, even though the liquor uh, being bought by restaurants has dwindled greatly, and there. They did try to mitigate that by allowing, I guess if it was for some restaurants to be able to maintain a bar staff, just have, you know, this is the bone they gave to a bartender. The bone they gave to the bartender, a lot of states is curbside cocktails. Curbside, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But in some states, well, it's, they actually make it, onerous the way some of the states said they got to be able to be in a non-tamper proof container so not only it's right it's not an easy job and it's you know just making a drink on its own but just think of this yeah once you make it you got to seal it into some kind of container you got to seal it that when you take it That's home, there's right. no straw going into it or something. You can't drink it till you get home. Sealed in a bag and all that stuff. Right. Make it, so you're driving up the price yeah. and stuff. Like you make it more onerous on it for the packaging. So that's got to drive up the yeah. price. And how long, if you're thinking yeah. people are making their own bread at home, you can't buy flour. You can't buy all these baking goods. I'm telling you, I, I've made a pot. I've made some pies. I made two different pies. I made two um, pound cake. I made all this stuff from scratch at home. So, so people aren't going to figure out how to make a margarita at home. You're going to pay, you're going to yeah. pay $14 I, or $15 I, uh, for a margarita. Actually, I actually prefer my, uh, I prefer my alcohol as a, a pretty straightforward IV drip. <laughs> oh, just like the bleach, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
take it internally. No, you know, there was that thing, there was that thing going around uh, years ago, not that I ever tried it, but it was curious, of uh, wine enemas yeah. as a delivery system. Oh, we, we did it that on supposed the show. to be very, in, very uh, immediate. Right? We did that with women's uh, sanitary uh, um, you know, uh, tampons. If you soap, soak them in uh, <laughs> liquor, right? Yeah. You put it in, yeah. you, you insert it in your rectum. And yeah. that makes for a delivery of uh, alcohol so you don't you, you don't smell like alcohol, but you still get it delivered right. directly to your bloodstream. Yeah, the wine yeah. animal. No, that, my sounds, favorite. that sounds awfully messy. Now, well, no, not if you use a slingshot, you know. What? A slingshot? To deliver that. that well, not, if, not if, you, if you use a slingshot to you know, deliver this that the tampon first, this isn't into, the your, first, into your butt. It isn't, isn't the first what? discussion you had about someone sticking something that's normally not uh, put in their rectum, like uh, the one was the um, the gerbil um, one and all that. Yeah. So you, you um, <laughs> yeah. You haven't. Yeah. You spent an inordinate yeah. amount of time thinking about that. I wasn't even considering that. But well, you, the, the, you brought thing, you introduced know, it twice you know, into a conversation. The thing is, what you, what you do is remember, you know, uh, PETA, PETA, whatever it's PETA, called. People for the ethical you know, the, treatment the, of animals. Yeah. Yeah, they they objected to the gerbil insertions, you know, and and I was like, right, if you can. If you can prove to me that the gerbils didn't like it, I could get down with that. But otherwise, how do you know? Oh, you're not one to anthropomorphize. Um, so you, how would you? So you, gerbils. so you don't have any problem with the, the whole livestock industry? Then I'm not gonna. You don't I'm, not gonna chickens, I'm not gonna. So yeah, chickens I'm not may gonna, like to be overcrowded. I'm not. And, I'm not. Not gonna. Not gonna project my emotions, my thoughts onto a gerbil. The gerbil is actually going to tell me I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get down with uh, Peter. You know? Well, it's Otherwise, actually, how do we know? I think it's an interpretation, right? And I think you're down with the interpretation because you were a guy, you were someone that analyzed brainwaves and brainwaves didn't tell you exactly when someone was agitated or when they were in a mellow state you had to interpret it through oh, deductive reasoning. No, but, and deductive you know, reasoning to, would no, tell no, you no, when no. a gerbil is upset that it doesn't really want to be inserted up someone's anal cavity. Did I just so put you in a duck they should have, uh, they should have, suggesting gerbils should have little electrodes on their heads before insertion. No, no, you interpret the, you interpret brain waves with corresponding yeah. so I mean use deductive reasoning or empirical use empirical reasoning to come up with your uh, so that's what PETA uses they can tell by stress, yeah, no, we can... stress levels in animals that no. they, see 
I can I can play your game. What game? That game. Because you you're saying that the, the, the gerbil has to tell you directly that, but mostly people have to. You have to make no, a, but you have to like like if I like if I have electrodes on somebody and they're showing me a particular frequency of brainwaves, that's mm-hmm. a particular type of brainwaves. I can I can stop them and I say. What were you just thinking? What were you just doing? What were you just feeling? And then they can tell me. And if you get a consensus on that, that you know that that type of brainwave reflects that sort of thinking or feeling or whatever. And so so you kind of know that. But gerbils don't typically talk the same language that we do. So we don't know. But but we know if they avoid some stimuli that it's not a... uh... A pleasurable one. That's how they come up with cattle prods and right. all these things, and how the direct right. horses and all no, these not, things. No, well, that's a pretty direct one. But uh, but I, you see, I'm just not that deep into it. You can say there's a pun in there, but uh, it's uh, Here, okay. The gerbils, well, the, the, what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. we we don't have a good way. We don't we don't have a good way of um, debriefing them okay. after the. experience. <laughs> well, you know? listen, you really do like, have a fascination well, with it. And I'm surprised you didn't get into that hey. more uh, often. But I do have, <laughs> I do have a, um, it's not necessarily what? statistic. I'm surprised I didn't get into gerbil insertion and debriefing? No, and, and yeah, you're, I'm sure you there's did? a way you could have went uh, and, and, uh, um, went to some uh, animal behavioralist and uh, talk about what uh, what is a general what is a general reaction to negative stimuli you know and you could say would it be yeah. similar in almost any any biological system you know well, whether someone yeah, something's attracted to something something that's, that's attracted to something pleasant like they found that there's tree yeah. roots. They did a study on this that tree roots, um, they noticed uh, people that do a lot of plumbing and stuff like that. It was a generalized anecdotal evidence that for some reason tree roots would seek, seek out plumbing pipes. And it was always sure. the idea, Water. it was always the idea that the plants were seeking out the plumbing because of moisture, right? Right. seeking water. Yeah. But yeah. there was a study done, and I saw this in a TED uh, talk, that, or was it, it was TED Radio Hour on um, NPR. And they said, yeah. once they made uh, adjustments to it and secured and and would uh, mask the piping so there's no moisture, there's no hint of moisture, and then what the, yeah. the biggest determination on uh, whether the path the roots took to get to the pipe was noise. It was attracted to the noise of running liquid. And? Isn't that crazy? Noise. It was a sound. It, it was wasn't, noise? It wasn't, it wasn't, it noise. wasn't humidity or moisture or precipitation. It was noise it was an audio it was, noise. It was an auditory yeah. 
sense. And that's a plant. Why well, a plant would react to an auditory uh, stimuli. Well, isn't that, it's vibratory. What? No. Not the positive. You don't have to have ears. It's, it's vibration. It's vibration. Yeah, vi- well. You know, the noise of pipes. Okay, it's, you're right. It's vibration. Okay, there you go. Vibration. But still different. Are you, I, I, a question. Question, Jim. Are you are you are you putting this forth as an argument against indoor plumbing? No, not at all. Not at all. No. Okay, what I was okay, going to say. There's things that what I'm <laughs> suggesting is that there's things that would seem apparent that aren't necessarily true, and oh. so okay. a lot, several governments, several states decided to try to attempt to restrict. Uh, as it is, we said in the beginning of this, that alcohol or liquor sales wasn't essential, right? And, but there was, oh. so, but there was behavioralist and people, they, they factored in, well, if we didn't do it, then there were several other problems. It wouldn't mollify, they used it, people said, well, it's, it's a way of mollifying the population, Right. Because some people treat exactly. treat themselves, uh, it was yeah. a a preventative for the people that people that have uh, uh, what was it AUD alcohol usage or something disorder. Um, I should know that one, but it's some people that are really heavy users of alcohol. They don't want them to go into withdrawal, and there was the economic one right. that you know that a black market could emerge. And then, but there was uh, uh, people on the opposing side thinking, well, if you're running a state store system, they don't want the state to incur the liability of having their workers having to serve people. And they thought maybe that curtailing alcohol sales would have a more of a benefit than a drawback. And they count, they thought the whole thing out. And they did it in Pennsylvania starting in early March. Um, and um, but and they also did it in South Africa. South Africa, the, the, the one of their ministers, um, they uh, banned the sale of alcohol and tobacco during the crisis. And they saw a commensurate drop. I'm not saying commensurate. I shouldn't say that. They saw a drop in murder, assault, and rape. But the weird thing about it, the one thing you think it would, they did not see a corresponding drop in domestic violence. Right. Now... That's interesting. That's very interesting. Well, I think I think that was probably... If they didn't see an increase, if they didn't see an increase, that may be a drop. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. If you don't yeah. see an increase, that's as good as a drop. Meaning if it stayed static. If it stayed static right. in the United States, I'd say that's a drop. Because people are in closer proximity and stuff like that. Um, I have noticed that there's been um, mentions on Facebook. And once again, yeah. anecdotal, I've seen people... Um, <laughs> one person said, I, um, I just took my... Um, my uh, husband and I just gave our rings back to each other after 20 years of happy marriage we decided to call it quits and all this stuff and it's like all this extra time together I mean there's going to be that we talk about the restaurant industry just the 
I can't imagine um, what somebody's home life is like, especially in these big cities where you can't even get out. You know, with it's a, um, it's a cute little thirty-second uh, clip on YouTube. Right. I, I may have sent it to you, maybe I didn't. But uh, there's this very um, almost robotic voice. It's a big brother voice. And there's just a single guy in the frame, and it's just sort of a close-up on his face. And the robotic voice is saying, you have been chosen to um, self-quarantine, but you have two choices. We talked about that last week. Choice A. He's talking about it. Oh, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the guy goes and he says, well, we, he says, stay with your family and your children, yeah. and and B, and he goes B, yeah. and he picked B right away. B. What were you? Hey, yeah. you can't. Yeah. That was what you, you said it at okay. the end of the show. You said it at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's at like you're a robot. Right? You're, you know what? I think you're a robot. Yeah. Joel. You think I am? Yeah, I think you're a robot. Yeah. I am a I am a small I am a by a, a very small percentage cyborg. I think. I think. Do you ever listen I, I to our have, episodes? Do you I ever have, to I had uh, I had cataract surgery, so one of one of in one of my eyes is a is a cyborg artificial lens. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever so listen getting to there, but I, Do you ever you know, listen? I'm not, I'm not you, quite. I'm not quite bringing it a bottle do you, yet. Do you listen to you our know? episodes? Do you ever listen to our episodes? Do I? Yeah. Um, yeah, when I can find them. Sometimes I can't find them. You can't find them? You know, because you don't... Yeah, I mean, um, used to be that you would record them, not live, and I never knew when you were dropping them, you know? Well, these are found, so, right? I just uh, go up every 15 minutes, after 20 minutes after, or, or an hour after we do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to a few. Okay. Well, I think you're going to hear the, the volume, and you're going to say, how can I make my audio better? Because you're going to hear my voice, and it's going to drown out your message, Joel. Yeah, I got your message, Jim. <laughs> it's going to drown it's going to You know that. What? You got the message? I'm What's just, the message? Uh, yeah. I have no message. We, everyone message. has a message. I really believe that. I know you have a message. Yours is always yeah. about don't no, stress. No. I, really, is, I really don't. I think your message is... I, I, I really I'm don't. going to tell you what your message let me, is. But let me ask you this. What? No. Let me ask you this, Jim. Here's, here's the thing that's got me most curious. What? So it looks like maybe the beginning of May, they're going to open up restaurants in Florida, right? Yeah. And is the catch uh, going to come come on board? I don't know yet. I got I haven't spoken to the owners yet, but they'll, they'll tell me. I'll be. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Uh, but let me tell you, Monroe County isn't opening up to tourism until the end of May. At the earliest. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Really? So, so what's going to happen? Wow. That what's going to happen is, uh, if they open up, it's going to be to local business. The people that haven't been getting money, you know, are um, 
I haven't re it's been uh, almost six weeks I haven't worked and the state hasn't yeah. issued released well uh, they may have released money to people but uh, the unemployment they haven't I mean it's been a chore We I spent a minimum of 25 hours yeah. working going to the website and reapplying yeah. and stuff. not that that's much work I mean I don't think it was designed if it was designed to take up your time like that I think it's kind of malicious if it was they finally tried to fix it I mm. think uh, but who knows? People gonna people say, "What well, wasn't designed to handle this and stuff like that?" Well, you know what? You got to be careful. You got to make technology scalable, right? To be able to handle yeah. an influx, just like you would a network, like a highway or an electric uh, company. Yeah. You know, you, you got to make it scalable. If there's a draw on, you have to do do that. So. Put your big boy pants on, and I, I have. I'm not. I haven't been railing. I mean, I've done uh, maybe 25, 30 episodes, and I didn't talk about be, not being able to uh, get. Uh, it, it took weeks to get uh, a application in for Abby because it kept on getting her locked out. And in, in the end, they're probably going to refuse mm. it because she's a ten ninety nine employee. But um, yeah, so. You know, uh, I, I'm going to. Um, there, it's funny. They're they're on one hand, the 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 uh, governor wants to uh, open up business and stuff like that. On the other hand, he doesn't want to do it quick because he worries about that. But they're not really doing anything to really make sure people are. They're yeah, not, they're not updating people right. and saying, oh, well, listen, you're going to get this, and we're going to help you with this. We're going to try to keep your bills down yeah. and, and stuff like that. So down here, I, much like any place else, we see in the supermarkets, and I'm sure you see it up there, that the price, uh, the prices have been going up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even though the fuel prices are dropping. So the transportation of the goods yeah. has actually gotten cheaper. Uh, but the processing yeah. has gone up. So... Uh, yeah, my answer is when if the restaurant opens up, I'll go there. And uh, the catch intends to open up, even though we said there's speculation that 50 percent of restaurants are going to open. I don't know how uh, we aren't as dependent as some of the bigger restaurants on tourism. OK, that's right. They're local. We local, have local, but then again, the locals are dependent on incomes too. So I don't know. I think what we do see it mm. initially is a surge, and and with the social distancing, we'd have to adhere to like a fifty percent capacity, I think. And the bar, yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to be making a lot less because we're going to have to, you know, space people out. Take a couple, you know, only have like six maybe six chairs around the bar because you have to have them six feet apart yeah. one person on the end there maybe well, yeah. 18, maybe 18 feet we got three on this side three on that we might be able to we might be able to have eight chairs around the bar other than having um, yeah. 22 or maybe seven who knows chairs around the hmm. bar and I, you know, what do you, we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, the restaurant, yeah, and, yeah. and you 
know, we're probably maybe face masks and stuff like that. Some of the, some of our regulars are older people too. So I don't know if they'll be coming out. Yeah. Uh, there, there's going to be the diehards coming out. They were, they probably been working out the whole time. Construction people. We have, yeah. there is construction going on all over the place here. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Well, because the permit, you know, they have, yeah. they're, you're closing down on the build permits down here. So, that's yeah. going on and uh, it's political season so tomorrow I have oh you may find this interesting tomorrow I'm interviewing yeah. Daniel Horton Diaz he's running for state senator in the 36th district in the Florida for the Florida uh, Senate and uh, he's yeah. going to be on a show we're going to dedicate the whole show on that and next Monday I'm being in interviewed by this podcaster Jerry Brazzi he's a, a multi-millionaire um, worth I don't know some crazy amount of money and he has a podcast and oh. he's a he's a uh, going. yeah yeah I'm, I'm on that I'm on a couple I have a couple interviews cool. coming up uh, we had a huge spike in listenership and we uh, have Ooh. an additional sponsor we have uh, the kind it's D A K I N D, two separate words, D A and kind, K I N D, uh, CBG products. Yeah. Are you familiar with CBD and CBG products? Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you, yeah. um, I mean, I guess that came around a lot, you know, after the, you know, exploded after you retired, but. The, these yeah. uh, products are uh, uh, they have virtually they have very low THC levels in them if they have any at all um, that's my that's my oh, you want more okay well they, there's some of them they do not not yeah. this particular not this particular com, com, uh, company they said the cannabinoid yeah. uh, they they um, there's a, a network in our, our body cannabinoid network right you ever hear that yeah okay and this okay. is supposed to address this yeah. is supposed to address like uh issues with inflammation uh anxiety general well-being all sorts of things and if you really yeah. want to find out all you can do is a little research but that the sponsor is yeah. thekind.com you can find them i'll post it in the notes on the show and i'll put it on our website in uh under sponsors. I don't know if I put that in there. I got to go in there and do that tomorrow, maybe before I do the show. But yeah. dot com, a company owned by my friend yeah. Donahoe. Um, and uh, they have some great products available. They got some edibles and oil and whole lots of other things. They have them available online and Locally, mm-hmm. they have them in some of the stores, and we also have Bellissima wines. Bellissima, you know Bellissima. You know mm-hmm. the word Bellissima? It's like Bella Bellissima, and B E L L I S S I M A. And you can go and find us under sponsors under uh, keysbartender.com. Yes. Jim, before before we run out of time, I got some want to say hello. Who is it, Gabby or Megan? Gabby. I guess that would be me. <laughs> yeah. It's Gabby. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. It's Gabby, yeah. Hi, Gabby. I you didn't are? know. I can't Staying tell by healthy? your voice. 
uh, yes, we are healthy. <laughs> we are healthy. Um, and your whole family? Yes. We are. We're coping. We're coping yeah. with uh, the new normal here with uh, homeschooling. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. What grade is your daughter in? Seventh. Seventh. Oh, so you've got some algebra, things like that to do? Yes. Yes. Now, yeah. Your, Stuff your like that, yeah. Yeah, um, we're doing uh, that language arts, little science. We're uh-huh. attempting to construct uh-huh. a, Rube, a, Rube, uh, a Rube Goldberg device um, and really? a machine, machine for her uh, uh-huh. class. I guess that's a physics project. And uh, we have some wow. civics work to do and language arts, which is English. Well, I guess you're keeping busy. I once helped my son on an English paper, and he got the lowest grade he ever got. So be careful. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know sometimes. I, I know how that happens sometimes. <laughs> that, um, but anyway, it's, I good did, to I, hear, it's good to hear your voice. I'm glad. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I hope you're having yeah. a good time with uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Megan and... You are having a good time. I am, yeah. I almost feel guilty. I mean, it's like almost like a party here. I hate to say it, but they're so cute and they're so fun. So, oh yeah, we're we're doing well. Do you have it? <laughs> and they have wine. Have... Wine is flowing all over. Do you have party games you play? Do you play like um, Cranium or anything like that? No, but they like. We haven't played. We, they like Cards Against Humanity. Is that what Cards Against Humanity? Have you ever played that one? Incredible game. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it is pretty funny. We, oh. we played it, not this time, but the last time, but I'm sure we'll play it at least once while we're here. There's <laughs> one you might like. And yeah, it gets pretty one. rowdy. There's one easy one to get to what? learn. It's called The the Pit. The Pit? The, the Pit? Pit. P-I-T. A game? P-I- yeah, it's just, yeah. I, it sounds, it's going to, the premise sounds boring. It's a card game. Okay, uh-huh. and it's it's eight uh-huh. it's six or eight different commodities, right? Uh, it's commodity uh-huh. trading. It's it sounds like a floor on a stock oh. exchange, and you sit there and you're trading. You're trying to get a set. You're always trying to get a set. And you're trading uh-huh. with people back and forth, and it's best when you have three, four, five, you know, four people going uh-huh. at each other, and you do, yeah. and everyone's talking at the same time. You, <laughs> like yeah. the real. Like the real floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds I don't exactly. Think they have that. It is funny. It is funny. Yeah, have a couple. Um, okay. I look at look at here. I am. I don't drink. You have a couple now. of drinks. I first. don't drink. I don't drink anymore. Yeah. And here I say, have a couple. I, of drinks. Know, I know. I, I know. I well, I I never have a I never have a problem having a good time with something like that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay, I'll see if they have it. All right. Take care. Here's Joel. Thank you again. Hey, that I have a nice. thought. Um, I think it's your could voice. We, could we do? What? Hmm? Could what? we do um, instead of phone to get a, a better uh, signal from me? Could we do Skype? Yeah, sure. We should try that one. I think we can regulate that better. Okay. You know, funny. Gabby came out a lot clearer. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby came out a lot clearer. She did. Yeah. 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 Are you well, talking into, I, I, do you have a can? Are you trying to sound like Darth Vader? 
I, I just, uh, you know, she's, you know, I admit it, she's just superior. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say she was better. I said clearer. I didn't say no, no, I'm, I'm saying that. Okay, saying I didn't that. know if you were doing that. <laughs> okay, well, listen. Um, no, no, in every way. Do you want to, um, when, when, uh, you know what, I'll talk to you in the midweek on Wednesday and find out a good time for you. All right, Wednesday. That sounds good. You want to do Wednesday? I got, wait. Wednesday, yeah. call up to find a time. Or do you want to do it on Wednesday? No, no, Wednesday is fine. I think, wait a uh, second, I might have this guy for Wednesday. Right now it's open. Let me see. I may have someone for Wednesday. I'm not sure. Let me see. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got someone on Wednesday. It's 4 o'clock. Yeah. So. Will you tell me what time? You're a busy man. No, you, no, no. I'm doing a show tomorrow. Yeah, I'm doing, I think I'm doing two shows tomorrow. Four. Yep. Oh. Lee Sharp, four tomorrow. And Papa Joe, four Wednesday. So I'm doing two shows tomorrow and one Wednesday. So how about Thursday? Uh, Thursday, I think it's good. Thursday at 3.30? Yeah, you want to try a Skype thing and see if that works better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just Skype audio. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, yeah, because we don't post videos, so that would be, I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it has to be Skype video, so I can do it on my Okay, computer. so we're going to do it know. Thursday, right? Thursday it is. Yeah. Thursday at 3.30. Right, 3.30? Yep. Okay, let's, and Skype video. I got you, I'll yep. send you an invite, Okay. Well, you cool. got my, you see my thing right now? There it is. I can't, uh, I you can't can see, see your thing right now, Jim. Maybe, maybe oh. if you wiggled it a little. Okay, that's all right. Thank you. Thanks for making it weird. <laughs> okay, Joel. Until Thursday, I'll see you. <laughs> all right, man. Take it okay, easy. talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Okay, thank you for uh, spending time with us. Oh my gosh, it's been over an hour. Um, once again, I'm going to play this uh, Keys Bartender music, but you can go to, uh, uh, you'll find a, uh, the, uh, the group www.dakind.com, D A K I N D, for CBG products, oil, edibles. Be happy to ship them to you. And um, we also, if you go to the website, keysbartender.com, you can find our sponsor under sponsors page. And that'll be Bellissima Wines, uh, B-E-L-L-I-S-S-M-A, for fine Prosecco, sparkling whites, organics, low sugar alternatives to wines. And since you're stuck at home, maybe a good idea to get a shipment. Talk to you later. Thank you very much and have a great day. 